0: Hey, beer nerds. Welcome to the podcast who needs an intro track when we can just get straight to the interview today was, uh, going to be a, a fun one. Uh, if you've ever thought about being Cicerone certified, or maybe you already are, uh, this is a really insightful interview with the founder of the Cicerone program, Ray Daniels, uh, up in Chicago. Um, as always, if you have any questions or, or want to reach out, feel free to email me at Michael at buildingbreweries.com. Happy to be joined now by Ray Daniels the founder uh, of the Cicerone beer program uh, Rays joining us from Chicago Illinois today Ray thanks so much for taking the time and, and telling me a little bit about your story Great to be here Michael So the the Cicerone beer program for for people that might not be familiar uh, it is a it's, it's it's a program that serves to kind of educate beer professionals and, and really just kind of elevate the entire um, drinking experience for the consumer is that is that about right? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're basically a certification program, uh, first and foremost, and
1: uh, we also do uh, education, and certainly the goal is to, to try and improve uh, the over, overall quality of beer that consumers receive.
0: So before we get too much into the program, um, can we just talk a little bit about yourself? And I'm, I'm really kind of interested in, in how you got into beer to begin with, um, especially you know in the earlier days, I guess.
1: Uh, well, I went to college in Texas. Uh, if that doesn't make you a beer drinker, I don't know what will. Um, and, uh, and then I, I guess basically never moved on, if you will, in terms of, of, uh, beverages. I was a, a beer drinker afterwards. And, uh, uh, I think what really sealed the deal was, uh, home brewing. Uh, I just got into ho- home brewing in 1989, uh, late 80s, and that, uh, pretty much put me off the deep end in terms of beer. Uh, I mean, gosh, here was a beverage that I, that I already loved to, uh, to consume, and, uh, now I was learning how to make it and learning all kinds of cool things about the history and beer styles and, uh, how much science there was behind beer and, uh, you know, I was I was really taken with um, all the things there were to learn and all the things there were to do around beer. Um, so that, that really pulled me in.
0: So why why did you create the program? What what void was it filling?
1: Uh, well, basically, uh, I, I the reason I created the program was uh, I was seeing so much bad beer uh, at retail. Um, so immediately before I started the program, I had been, uh, the director of craft beer marketing for the Brewers Association in Boulder. And in that role, my job was to be, you know, the number one cheerleader of America's craft beer. And this, you know, that was a job I started in 2003, just about the time that the, the most recent craft beer boom was, was starting to get its legs under it. And uh, we were, the industry was finishing a period of six or seven years when, when things had really been down, um, you know, slightly negative to zero growth for, for a number of years there. And so we really felt the need as an industry at that time to go out and, and cheerlead about beer uh, with retailers, with consumers, with the media, uh, with, you know, bars, restaurants, chefs, pretty much anybody who would listen. And, uh, and so that's what I was doing. Uh, which meant I was on the road a lot. And, of course, uh, when I went to bars, I was I was drinking the paycheck. I was drinking American craft beer. And oftentimes I would go in and I would order a beer that I was perfectly well familiar with that I'd had many times before, and I knew it was a great beer, and I knew it was a reliable beer, and the beer I got was just not that beer. <laughs> right? It didn't didn't taste the same. Uh, sometimes it didn't even look the same and you're just like, okay, there's, there's, there are big problems here. Um,
0: and you knew it wasn't the brewery's problem.
1: Yeah. Right. You know, you know, it's not the brewery's fault. And then you try to have a conversation with, with people in the bar about that and they just look at you like, you know, what are you talking about? Um, you know, and you, you begin to realize that amongst amongst servers, Um, and oftentimes even bar owners, you know, the, the general attitude was that, that was beer, that beer was like a can of soup. You know, you buy it, you throw it on the shelf and forget about it. And you take it out a year two years later, three years later, and you know, you heat it up and and pour a little milk in it and serve it. And it's going to be as good as, as as it was ever going to be, um, and they, they just didn't believe there was anything that could go wrong with beer. And, and if there was something wrong with beer, it was the brewery's fault and couldn't possibly have anything to do with, with any, anyone else or anything else. And uh, so, you know, that, that kernel uh, was there, that there was a problem in the marketplace that didn't really have to do with brewers. It had to do with with the people, you know, buying, handling, serving beer. And so when I when I left the the job at the BA and uh, started trying to figure out what I was going to do next, I looked at a bunch of different things. I you know looked at starting a retail place myself. So you know looked again at starting a brewery, and you know wasn't really satisfied by any of those. And then I came came to this idea, which is not not too uh, it's not an earthshaking idea, but you say, well, gosh, we have sommeliers for wine. You know maybe we maybe we should have something like that for beer you know people who are or experts in in the presentation of beer uh, rather than in the making of beer and so i started thinking you know how would we go about creating a beer sommelier uh, program and that was uh late 2006 early 2007 and I spent a big part of 2007 putting the program together, and then we launched it in in January of 2008.
0: What What did the that initial research look like for you? Um, were you consulting people at all during that during that time? Uh, right before the program started, were you? Re- yeah, yeah. Up?
1: Um, so you know, uh, so one of the other jobs I'd had, of course, I was a writer. Uh, in, in, the, in the 90s, doing a lot of beer writing, wrote several books, wrote a lot for Zymergy, New Brewer, uh, many, many other beer publications. And then in the early 2000s, I was the editor for both Zymergy and New Brewer, the two magazines that the Brewers Association publishes. Um, I'd been to brewing school. Uh, bottom line was I already had a really good uh, understanding of the full spectrum of knowledge and content surrounding beer. Not saying that I knew all of that knowledge and content. I'm just saying that I understood, you know, what all the, all the topics and, and subjects were. So I kind of knew what needed to go into this. I knew there was stuff out there about uh, draft systems and draft service. Uh, I knew beer styles uh, and uh, beer assessment, off flavors, uh, things like that uh i would had some experience with food, beer and food pairing and and done done some of that uh stuff myself and and certainly put on a lot of events around beer and food pairing uh over the years so i, I knew the basic areas uh that we wanted to focus on and, and um uh test in a, in a program like this and so i looked at my knowledge and i tried to tried to augment that knowledge uh to a certain extent uh, for instance, I'd already taken a couple of courses from Micromatic uh, on draft uh, systems and draft service, uh, but I went and took their full three-day uh, draft um, education course, which is really kind of the, the PhD of draft, if you will, uh, in the industry. And uh, so I felt like, you know, walking out of that course, yeah, okay, I really, I really understand draft now. I really know what's going on. Uh, here, and I feel like I've mastered uh, that that material. Um, you know, beer styles, I knew that stuff already. Um, uh, most of the other things I, I had a pretty good handle on. So, so yeah, based upon that, I was able to start developing the syllabus. And for the master level syllabus, the top, top um, certification. And the way I looked at it is, you know, the syllabus was an outline of all the knowledge that we were going to test people on and the master level syllabus would contain everything that uh, the world's best beer expert would need to know uh in order to um you know hold that title and um so that was really the original goal so i wrote that syllabus uh and then i started to uh get input on it you know send it out to friends in the industry uh, other experts, things like that, uh, to ask. You know, this is this is what I'm trying to do—a a beer sommelier program, uh, multiple levels. This is, you know, looking at the top level. This is what I think somebody at the top level should know. What's missing? You know, anything you think I should take out? You know, give me your feedback. And um, spent a couple of months doing that, and then and then uh, I put it online actually, and I invited uh, open. Uh, made it publicly available to to anybody through the anybody in the the craft beer industry, uh, and said, "Hey, you know, uh, I'm trying to put this thing together. Here's the idea. Here's the syllabus. Look at it. Tell me if there's anything missing." And you know, I got a few comments, but by and large, people looked at it and said, "Wow, that's great. Um, there's a ton of stuff in there. I can't imagine anything else we would ever want." Um, yeah, go get them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did did you get did you get pushback at all initially? I mean I, I guess I'm wondering how you get people to buy into this this idea of a, a new certification program and you know you work in the beer industry and you should you should get certified in this. I mean, if that was somebody was telling me initially about something that I do that I've done, I might have a couple questions, right does that is that fair? Sure yeah, I mean, I think
1: i I didn't get very much direct uh, pushback. I can think of uh, a couple of of specific conversations Um, you know there were there were people like on the draft system stuff Um, I remember one woman calling me and saying well you know my husband and I own a liquor store Um, we're in Michigan it's illegal for us to serve draft beer I want to be a certified Cicerone, but I want to, I don't want to have to learn all this stuff on draft systems because it's not going to be relevant to me. I'm never going to have to know that. And, and um, you know, my answer was, well, I'm sorry. You know, that's part of the certification program. You, you know, you don't have to remember it, but you have, learn, you have to learn it. You have to be able to pass the exam. But, but you know, separate and apart from that, and I, and I hope I said this to her too, is like, look, if you're a certified Cicerone, your life is not gonna be lived entirely within the four walls of of your own store. If you are out in public having a beer at a bar and people know you're a certified Cicero and they're having trouble with their draft system, what are you gonna say if they come over and say, hey, we're having trouble with our draft system? Oh, I didn't take that part of the exam? Like, no, (laughs) you're a certified Cicerone. This is a standard. It's a certification. It means you know all this stuff. It doesn't mean you know all the stuff except the parts you didn't think that were relevant to you. And so that that was the, the kind of pushback I would get with people would think, well, I don't need this or, you know, that's not important or whatever. It's like, well, yeah, sorry, that's what it is. Um, And if you learn something that you don't ever need, then, you know, welcome to life (laughs) because we all we've all been there. Right.
0: Uh, Absolutely.
1: Um, And, and, you know, I've I've had that feedback at the upper levels too. you know, people on master um, taking the master exam and saying, well, you know, there's there's no place I'm ever going to use this. Well, okay, that's fine. You don't have to learn this stuff. You only have to learn it if you want to be a master Cicerone <laughs> it's part of the beer world. It's part of what all the other master Cicerones know. If you want to be a master Cicerone, this is the stuff you have to learn. That's
0: just the way it is. People can certainly uh, look up, uh, people can certainly look at these, uh, the, the details up for themselves on, on your website. Um, uh, but just very brief, briefly walk me through the, the different levels of this program and what kind of person might be trying to get certified at each level.
1: Sure. Um, so first level is Certified Beer Server, and this is Frontline Beer Service. So this is bartenders, uh, wait staff, um, tour guides at breweries. Um, we have uh, uh, people involved with the program who make every single employee in their organization take the Certified Beer Server training and, and exam. Um, uh, there was a beer distributor we worked with down in Texas, and he says, well, you know, All of our employees work for a beer company, and their neighbors know they work for a beer company. It's really embarrassing for them to go to a neighborhood picnic and have somebody ask them a question about beer and have them have to say, well, I don't know, I just work in accounting. um, Because everybody knows they work for a beer company. So it's nice for them to kind of share that knowledge with people. So that they have some some wider understanding of beer, and they can represent their own company as well as the industry in a better way. Um, so that's the real real basics. And and for certified beer server, uh, the, the emphasis is on keeping and serving beer. You know how to clean glassware, how to pour a beer, how to present the beer to a consumer, and the basics of beer styles. Probably twenty to twenty five. Uh, most common beer styles what their basic attributes are what they what they taste like um, so that you can have a basic conversation with somebody about about beer. Um, so that's the basics and there's more than a hundred thousand certified beer servers in the world at this point hmm. um, so so that obviously is the, the the broad base that's the entry point uh, for everybody. Um, then above that there are three levels. Um, where you get to use the title Cicerone and they are certified Cicerone, advanced Cicerone, and master Cicerone. And um, the certified Cicerone is the most common. There are about 3,500 certified Cicerones in the world today. Uh, and this is what we consider to be like um, uh, a mature beer professional, somebody who is you know uh, been in the industry for, Three to five years, probably, um, you know, and is competent to uh, be out representing a brewery, running a beer program, uh, you know, doing a significant job in the beer industry without somebody having to look over their shoulder and make sure that they're not screwing it up. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um, so they understand uh, draft systems they understand how to draft draft uh, sorry troubleshoot draft systems they know know how to maintain draft systems in terms of the cleaning uh, things like that um, so that they would be able to you know run things on an ongoing basis for, for many months without having to call somebody else in uh, to help them. Uh, They're uh, familiar with a a pretty full range of beer styles, uh, probably around 50 to 60 total beer styles, um, and what those styles taste like, what they're supposed to taste like, some of the history, uh, characteristics, flavor profiles, commercial examples. um, And then they have some basic tasting ability. Uh, um, whereas a tasting exam starting at the certified Cicerone level. So those people can identify basic off flavors of beer. And they can identify off flavors both that might come from the brewery, uh, that are, that are the result of the brewing process. But most importantly, they can identify off flavors that might come from handling or serving the beer. Hmm. Um, so things like old beer, uh, things like, uh, what beer tastes like when it's coming from a dirty draft line. Um and then they have a lot of lot of knowledge about um how beer is made and they have basic uh capabilities in beer and food pairing, uh in terms of just being able to put together basic big basic pairings for like the the items on their own on their own menu. Um so that's certified level. And so we pretty much consider anybody who is um, you know, a salesperson for a brewery importer, um distributor uh certainly uh maybe not every salesperson at a a distributor but certainly anybody that's doing uh craft or specialty beers uh doing import beers uh those are the folks who definitely should have that certified cicerone uh anybody who's supervising uh certified beer servers should be a certified cicerone um so uh and we start to see some people who are doing some training and, and stuff like that. But the people who, you know, c- want to get into those training, consulting roles are typically going to move on then to Advanced Cicerone and, um, or to Master Cicerone. And uh, those are both pretty rarefied uh, titles. Um, uh, Master Cicerone at this point, we're at uh, 18 uh, Master Cicerones. Hmm. And for advanced, I think we're at, uh, we're over a hundred, but I don't remember for sure. Let me
0: get some exact numbers here for the, uh, we... for the master, uh, level are, are, do you find that these are mostly American individuals? Uh, is this going international now at this point?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so we currently have certified beer servers in more than 50, different countries. And we have certified Cicerones. I believe we're in more than 30 countries we have certified Cicerones now.
0: With uh, the tasting component involved with the program, are they coming to Chicago? Do you have you know, satellite events going on throughout the year?
1: Right. So certified Cicerone exams we give all over the world. Uh, We've given certified Cicerone exams, I I think, in 20 different countries at this point, and pretty much every year at this point, we're giving exams in North America, South America, Australia, Asia, Europe, Uh, that pretty much covers it. Uh, I don't know that we've had an exam in Africa yet. Um, So yeah, that's a a format that we've got well-established. Uh, in terms of uh, being able to put together an exam um, and evaluate the beers and make sure they're in good shape, and then serve them, the the Certified Cicerone tasting exam consists of 13 different beer samples, um, so it's not a huge challenge to get that pulled together. Uh, the Advanced Cicerone exam we also run um, outside of Chicago. We typically run an East Coast, uh, a West Coast, and Midwest exams uh, each year, um, and we're starting to try and do some international ones. We've done one in London, and I think we're going to do another one in London either this year or late next year. I'm sorry, not late next year, mm-hmm. early next year, um, and um, uh, the master exam we have moved around in the past, but currently we are only doing it in Chicago. And um, that just reflects the, um, the difficulty
0: of doing that. Yeah, It's, it's, it's a serious exam. You should be, um, be, be uh, willing to travel for it.
1: Yeah, well, and so the, ma- the master exam is a two full day exam. Um, and there are 12 oral exams. Uh, The candidates are served, I think, 50 different samples of beer over the course of um, those two days. Uh, It just takes an awful lot uh, to put that thing on. Mm -hmm. And uh, we traveled it a few times, and just (laughs) it takes so much out of us uh, to do it uh, that we just decided, you know what, everybody's going to have to travel somewhere, uh, so we may may as well just do it it always in Chicago and, and uh, reduce our cost of putting it on a little bit. Um, so that's, that's that. So I've got the, the updated numbers for you here. 18 Master Cicerones currently, uh, 112 Advanced Cicerones, and then we're at almost 3,900 Certified Cicerones as of today.
0: So, have, have you, that, that, there's a lot of people taking this right now, obviously, and especially in you know the what, ten plus years that you've been doing it now. Have you heard stories, you know, firsthand of of how these certifications have, you know, in some way changed their their career path, their their your community?
1: Oh, oh yeah, absolutely for sure. Um, you know, pretty much every time we are at a um, trade show uh, or event, uh, standing at a booth, you know, where it's easy to identify us, somebody will come up and say, oh, I just want to thank you. Um, you know, I, I, I wanted to get this job and I took certified Cicerone exam and, um, you know, put my, put it on my resume, put it in, got an interview and I got the job. And I, and then when I asked them, you know, they said that, yeah, that having certified Cicerone, uh, was, was got, was what got me into the pile of candidates that, you know, was actually going to get interviewed and that they could tell, you know, that I, that I knew more than the other candidates did when they interviewed me. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's an extremely rewarding, uh, thing to do, uh, to be, to be associated with this program. Um, and, and, and here's the reason, um, beer has always been one of those things that excites people. And so people would want to do it as a profession, something they want to do as a living. Mm-hmm. But it's also always been the kind of thing that other people didn't take seriously, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just beer. Like wine was serious. Uh, even whiskey, I think, had, had its, you know, its serious components. Uh, but beer was always just considered to be just beer, mm-hmm. and so when all of a sudden there's a there's a certification program for beer, and not only is there a certification program, but it's hard. Like people fail these exams, and there's a there's a master syllabus, and there's only 18 people that have passed that master exam in in 11 years. It's like okay. Clearly, there's something you know this outsider can now say, clearly, there's something I don't understand about beer, that there's a lot more here uh, than than meets the eye. And uh, so that is is um, uh, one of the things that we do is we we help people who are interested in beer as a career um, be taken seriously by their friends and family, and we help them take themselves seriously right mm-hmm. that they realize all right if this is something i want to do i better learn some stuff and a lot of people you know will, will take this exam and say wow this is really cool <laughs> there's a lot here to know and every time we set out send out a set of certified cicerone results pretty much somebody emails back and says thanks uh, I had to bust my ass to learn this stuff, and uh, you know, but boy, was it worth it! I I feel so good about the knowledge I have, and I've been using it in my job even even before I passed. And uh, thanks, thank you very much for for creating the program. Um, so yeah, it's it's very rewarding uh, to be involved with this, and a lot of fun to be able to see, uh, particularly younger uh, people use this as a lever to get into the industry and be involved in the industry and bring their own unique contributions and skills and talents to the industry. So so that's a pretty cool thing.
0: Absolutely. I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but just one last question or, or really just kind of maybe a commentary. Um, because beer seems to be changing a lot right now, or maybe more specifically uh, the consumer's needs are changing a lot right now. Are there you know future plans for the program that might take into account of those needs? Is the program going you know, how will, will it develop to meet those needs essentially? I guess what I'm asking? Or is it pretty um, static because
1: Well, there's a lot of stuff that's the, in in the exam uh, and in the program that is that is very uh, standard uh certainly all the brewing science is is very well established um and and that's you know ultimately the core the flavor science is very well established um I- indeed i think all the the beer service stuff uh is, uh very stable as well there's a you know a little bit of new stuff in there um the area where we see the most variability uh is the um uh is the beer styles and uh, certainly that is the the part of um beer that has been most dynamic over the last 20-30 years um and so we uh use the beer judge certification program style guidelines and uh we decided uh to use uh their guidelines for a couple of reasons uh one is we didn't want to uh bear the burden of creating uh and maintaining our own list of style guidelines we didn't want to spend our time arguing with people about whether the style guidelines were correct. You know, we wanted to worry about, you know, assessing their ability to, to learn a particular set of style guidelines. Um, there was, there's another well-known set in the United States, which is put out by the Brewers Association, uh, where I had been working. And, um, the, the thing about the brewers association guidelines is they change every single year. Hmm. Um, they go in and, and edit and modify those guidelines based upon feedback from brewers, um, every season, the BJCP guidelines, uh, are modified as needed. So that means, uh, in practice that they change them every three to seven years. um, and so that's a little bit more stable platform and we felt like that stability was going to be really important to people trying to study for an exam and and possibly trying to move through the program and move through multiple levels over a period of years Um, because it's pretty uh pretty disorienting if you have to sort of go back and relearn style stuff that you had already learned Um, you know, halfway through your your rise to Master Cicerone, for instance. So, but that is a source that keeps uh, renewing the content and keeps us up to date with what's going on uh, in the world of beer. Um, It is a a little less responsive than the BA guidelines would be, but it is responsive. And the most recent set of changes that they made uh, was uh, issued in 2015, and it includes, you know, 37 different varieties of IPA. I, I, I just, it's not really 37, but, um, you know, it accommodates the explosion in, in IPA variations that have become a standard part of our beer world uh, in the United States these days. Um, and it throws other things in there like Goza that wasn't even a style, uh, wasn't even an acknowledged style, gosh, I don't know, 15 years ago, certainly maybe even only 10 years ago. Um, so, there is that uh, that ebb and flow uh, in styles that is responsive to uh, at least the medium-term trends in the marketplace, um, and uh, we think that's the appropriate level of, of um, react- reactivity to have uh, in terms of what's going on out there.
0: I have one last question for you. I lied. Have you ever turned back a, a beer before, turned away a beer? Oh, sh-
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. And, and you know, how and whether you do that, whether I do that, depends upon a lot on circumstances, right? How well do they know me? Do they know me? <laughs> um, you know, am I going to come back here again? Or is this a one-off thing? What kind of rapport do you have with the server? You know, all of those things mm-hmm. go, go into that decision. Um, but, you know, there's, there's one thing that, that every consumer can do. Uh, if they feel like they're getting bad beer or bad beer service um, without really getting into it with the server. And that is just to say, hey, have you guys ever heard of the Cicerone program? And, so you know, it's all about, you know, uh, beer, you know, they they certify beer experts and beer servers. And it's a really cool program. You guys probably really enjoy it. Maybe you guys should look into that.
0: <laughs> I like and, it.
1: And it's, it's just, just sort of a just sort of a, a subtle way of saying like you guys could really use some work on your, <laughs> on your beer service. Uh, maybe, maybe you should look into this program. So, um, that's, uh, that's, that's one way to maybe try and try and move the ball forward and,
0: and get it done. Sure. I like it. It's subtle and it's uh, very un- unoffensive. Uh, Ray, thank you so much for your time today. I learned a lot personally. And, uh, you know, if, if you haven't taken the beer server training before, I, I recommend that the people listening out there go ahead and do it if for nothing else, just to kind of satisfy their own curiosity.
1: Absolutely. All
0: right. Thanks, Ray. Take care.
1: All right, Michael. Thank you. Cheers.